Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech, executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And, you know, it's been a while since I originally started making YouTube videos. I've been a content creator for six years. Uploaded my first YouTube video on January 1st, 2018. But even though it's been six years since I've uploaded my very first video, some things about growing on YouTube don't change. They haven't changed. They remain the same. And last year, I actually started a brand new channel, which I haven't told anyone about. And I was able to upload five videos on that channel and grow it to about 250 subscribers. So I figured in today's podcast, for those of y'all who are just starting out on your YouTube journey, I'm going to tell you how to get your first 100 subscribers here in 2024. Now, everything that I'm going to talk about in this podcast is going to be pretty easy. I'm not going to go into any hyper nuanced YouTube tips and tricks, none of that stuff. This is all bare bone things that you can do to accelerate your growth at the beginning of your YouTube journey. So let's get right into it. First thing you need to do before you start your channel is figure out a topic or subject that you are deeply, deeply passionate about. Something that you can't shut up about. Something that you go to bed dreaming about. You can't stop thinking about it. It consumes you. Think about what that is for you. Because that is a good place to start when you are trying to figure out how to start a YouTube channel and what topic or subject you're going to cover on YouTube. For me, as I tell you guys every time I start the podcast, it's technology. I eat, sleep, breathe technology. I love everything about tech and how it makes me feel and how it helps the world. So that's the thing I choose to talk about when I upload a YouTube video. But you have to find that thing for you because there are going to be many a night, many a day where you upload a video and you're not going to get the immediate result. You're going to upload a lot of content that people won't see. Nobody will be watching. But your passion for that subject is what's going to keep you going until you get to that point where eventually you will be discovered and people will start noticing you. But find that topic that you are deeply passionate about and then figure out how you can use that to jump into your YouTube channel. Which brings me to point number two. You got to identify your target audience. Actually, it's almost a combination of point two and point three. But point two is to find your target audience. Listen, I know a lot of y'all, you want to come on YouTube. You want to just use YouTube as a repository for your content. Maybe stuff that happens in your life, you just want a record of it. And if that's what you want, that's okay. But if you're listening to this podcast, 
then that tells me that you want to have a YouTube channel that will grow, that will be successful for you. I don't really care why you want it to be successful, but if you're listening to the podcast, you want to grow a YouTube channel for one reason or another. So if you fall into that camp, if you want to grow your YouTube channel in 2024, if you want to hit that first 100 subscribers, you got to identify your target audience. For me, it's Apple enthusiasts. Every time I upload a video, I am talking to people that love Apple products, whether it be iPhone, iPad, MacBook, or the upcoming Apple Vision Pro. If it's Apple, that's what I talk about on my channel because those are the people I want to reach. So think about the people that you want to reach when your videos are out there in the YouTube space. Identify the group of people that you want to watch your content and go out there and make videos for them. Because I promise you, if you do it and you do it enough, they will find you and your channel will begin to grow because those people will be able to relate to you and your content because you'll share similar passions to them and similar ideologies, like, dislike, whatever, and they will begin to trust you and form that bond with you. But identify your target audience because the whole variety content thing in YouTube will not help your channel grow because it makes it extremely difficult for people to trust you when they don't know what to expect from you from upload to upload. This is why I always say, and I will keep repeating, identify your target audience and make content for them, which leads me into point three. Be your authentic self. You ever heard the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe? It is true. Don't try to come on YouTube and copy your favorite creator and try to make your personality like theirs, your content like theirs, your titles and thumbnails like theirs. They're already doing that. Nobody is going to go for the knockoff when they can have the original. So don't do that. Now, to be clear, I am not saying that you can't take inspiration from your favorite creator because, yes, you absolutely can. Please go do that. That's how some of the best creators are made by taking inspiration from their favorite creator. What I'm saying is that don't go out here and blatantly try to copy a Mr. Beast or a Casey Neistat or Marquette Brownlee. Don't do that. Or a, a Lily Thing. Don't do that. Bring your own unique style your own unique flair, your own unique personality to your content on YouTube. Because again, your vibe will attract your tribe. So come on this platform, be yourself, and I promise you the people will find you, the right people will find you, and your channel will begin to grow because they identify with you. I've said this time and time again on VidIQ Airways. It is called YouTube for a reason, because it is about you. But in that same vein, if you're trying to grow, it's not just about you. And I guess that brings me to my next point. When you are identifying your target audience and different things like that, and you're finding a subject matter to talk about, if you want to grow on YouTube, you need to provide value to an audience. So I just said that it's about you. And it is the way you make your content, your passion, the topic that you talk about, that's you. But where it's not about you, it's the value that you will need to provide these viewers to give them a reason to come back to your channel 
over and over again. The value that they get from you that will compel them to hit that subscribe button because that is how your channel will grow. How can they trust you? What are you going to do for them? Every time before you even hit publish on that video, ask yourself, why should somebody, not me, or why should somebody, not you, I'm kind of trying to say, y'all don't try to say, why should somebody other than yourself watch that video? You have to be able to answer that question. If you can answer it easily, then go ahead and hit publish. But if there's any reservation about why somebody else should watch your video, then you need to go back and rework that video in such a way that you can easily answer that question. Why should somebody else watch your video? Why should people care about your video? And that comes down to you, creator, providing value for them. Yes, it is called YouTube. Yes, you can make it uniquely you as it relates to your personality and the way that you deliver content. But if you want to grow a channel, then it cannot be all about you. It has to be about the viewer, what they want, what they need, their expectations, because they are the ones that you are asking for their time and they're hitting the subscribe button on your channel. So don't act like their thoughts and opinions don't matter. Figure out what they need and give it to them and they will reward you in kind. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Trend Alerts tool. Think Google Alerts, but specifically for YouTube trends. This tool is great for planning your next video as it helps you stay on top of trending topics within your niche. Provided you have vidIQ installed on your Chrome or Firefox browser, you'll find it on the left-hand sidebar the next time you're in your YouTube studio. Once there, you can create an alert and enter keywords for it and set the parameters. So, for example, I could have a channel that covers iPhones. And I may want an alert that includes things like iPhone, iPhone 12, or even Apple event. Then I can set up my alert to email me whenever a new video hits, say, 500, 1,000, or even 10,000 views an hour. So if suddenly I get an email and see 20 new videos all talking about iPhone 27 rumors, and they're all each getting about 500 views an hour, I know that something's probably going down and I had better hit record. The Trend Alerts tool is free when you sign up with vidIQ, so visit vidIQ.com, install the extension, and start creating Trend Alerts today. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to get too youtube with this particular podcast, but there's a couple of things I do I need to talk about real quick. Number one, experiment with all content types as you are starting out on your journey. So what do I mean? So on YouTube, the big thing right now is YouTube shorts, which are those vertical videos that are one minute or less. So do some of those. Do regular uh, long-form YouTube videos, which are normally horizontal. Do some of those. Also, you have the option to live stream where you could talk to your audience one-to-one in real time. Do a live stream. Experiment with all the different content types. That way, you can see what your audience resonates with the most and give them more of that. But you never know which content type will fit your style, your personality, and might fit what the audience wants and needs from you. So please do not be afraid to experiment with the different content types that YouTube offers us as content creators. Go out there, have fun, experiment with everything. Now, this next part where it gets slightly YouTuber-y, but I'll try to keep it bare bones for you. Titles and thumbnails. Again, I'm not going to get too much in the weeds on this. 
What I will tell you when you're trying to get your first 100 subscribers, if you're having issue figuring out a thumbnail for your video, go into the YouTube search bar, type in the keywords or the ideas that you want your video to be about, and then look at those thumbnails that populate on page one of your search. Don't copy them, but take inspiration from them and see if you can go out and create a similar thumbnail to the ones that you see on page one. Because those are the ones that are getting the click, hence they're being on page one. But that is an easy way to gain some inspiration when you are trying to figure out how to create a compelling thumbnail. Just do a search for your keyword, topic, or idea on YouTube and see the type of thumbnails that are getting the most traffic, the most views. And there you will have your idea to create the thumbnail that should work for you. Titles. We talked about titles. But basically, when it comes to making a compelling title, depending on the type of content that you are making, you want your title to invoke an element of emotion, fear, curiosity, desire. Maybe you're tackling something controversial, whatever it might be. You want your title to be crafted in such a way that it gets somebody to stop and feel something. And hopefully that feeling will compel them to click on your video. But you can't come out here with bare bones titles like this is my vlog, January 24, 2024. That is not going to work. I am not going to care about that as a viewer. What does that tell me? That tells me nothing about what to expect in that video. So please sit down and think really hard about how you craft your titles. If you need help, we have a daily ideas AI tool that will give you video titles and things like that. We have a title AI recommendation uh, tool in there as well. We have different uh, tools in our suite that will help you craft a good title for your videos. So just make sure that your titles are something that actual people will resonate with and click on because a lot of times the mistake that newer creators make is that they try to title their videos for their algorithm and their key stuff in their title with keywords or whatever, and it makes no sense. Don't do that. Don't title your video for a robot. Title your videos for human beings because those are the people that you want to click on it. So if you title it in such a way that it's compelling to a human being, you are well on your way. And I'll give you an example of title, right? And I talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll repeat it here for y'all that are listening on this episode. A few weeks ago, I made a video about how to use Apple Pay on the Apple Watch, right? Now, if I would have titled that video, how to use Apple Pay on Apple Watch, it's kind of a keyword stuff title, but it still makes sense. But it may get some clicks, but it's probably not going to get that many clicks because automatically, if you don't care about using Apple Pay on Apple Watch, then you're not going to click on the video. So what I did was I went back and I thought about what could be a more compelling title that will get the most amount of people to click on it. Because how to use Apple Pay on Apple Watch is going to alienate a subset of people that don't care about using that particular feature. But I want everybody to click on this video or as many people as humanly possible to click on this video. So what I did was instead of titling it how to use Apple Pay on Apple Watch, I titled it this Apple Watch feature could change your life. Because at that point, you don't know what Apple Watch feature I'm talking about. And I'm telling you that it could change your life. So you are probably going to be much more compelled 
to click on a video that says this Apple Watch feature can change your life. Because whether you care about Apple Pay or not, you don't know that until you click on the video. My job as a creator and your job as listeners who are creators is to get the viewer to click on your video. Now, you don't want to do it by clickbaiting them, but you do want to have some elements of clickbaitiness in your title. But once they click on that title or once they click on that video, you have to deliver on the click. You have to give them what they came for. And when they clicked on my video, I gave them what they came for. So don't try to clickbait people, but still use an element of intrigue to get the click. That's what I meant earlier when I say optimize your title for people and not robots. Because how to use Apple Pay on Apple Watch is a title optimized for robot. This Apple Watch feature can change your life is a title optimized for human beings. So that's what I mean. Next, if you are on the road of becoming a YouTube creator and this is something that you want to have longevity in and you want to grow your YouTube channel, you have no choice but to be consistent with it. That means you got to figure out some type of upload schedule and stick with it no matter what's going on in your life. You have to treat YouTube as a job if you want to grow because you are asking people to buy into you and to trust you to show up week in and week out as a content creator. And they're happy to do that, but you can't just show up sometime and then not show up other times or show up sometimes and then disappear. That is not going to go over well with your audience. You need to be consistent. You have to figure out a way to fit YouTube into your life so you can upload your content on a consistent basis because any successful YouTuber will tell you one of the biggest elements of their success is their consistency. Now, what you want to be careful of is to not try to do too much and burn yourself out because then you're not going to make it. But if you can figure out a frequency that works within the balance of your normal everyday life, then I think that's a good way to be, which is why there's no right or wrong answer as to how consistent you should be on YouTube. It literally depends on your lifestyle, your workflow, things that are happening with you and only you, no one else. But once you figure that out, you need to maintain that consistency to gain that trust with your audience. And you will find that there is a much easier path to growth if you can be consistent with uploading your content. So this next one, I'm not going to spend too much time on, but it's simple. Uh, it works. I've been doing it lately and I can tell you it definitely works. But at some point in your video, you need to verbally, well, you don't need to, but you might want to consider verbally asking the viewer to subscribe to your channel. Typically, you want to do this after you provided some type of value in the video. Don't do this at the beginning of the video. A lot of y'all do this at the beginning of the video before you even provide any value. Your first words are, if you like this content, please subscribe or whatever. Please like and subscribe. No, 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 no. We, we, we're not doing that in 2024. We are not doing that in 2024. Give the viewer a taste of the value that you can provide first before you ask for the subscribe. Once you provide some type of value to them, then and only then should you think about asking them to subscribe. Now, I'm not saying you have to because some people are not comfortable verbally asking for folks to subscribe, and you don't have to. But in my data and history, it shows that when you put that verbal call out there for people to subscribe, they're more likely to do it. Because the other thing that's going on is a lot of times when viewers are watching YouTube, 
they're not thinking about hitting a button to subscribe to your channel. They're just enjoying the content. So there's a good chance that they might forget to subscribe. Even if they enjoy you as a creator, maybe they forget to subscribe to your channel. So we don't want them to forget, do we? Absolutely not. So it doesn't hurt to ask them to verbally subscribe. But again, don't do it until after you provide a little value to them just to get them to trust you and make it easier for them to hit that subscribe button. All right. These next few things are just uh, kind of like um, housekeeping, tidy type deals and whatnot. Their channel banner, right? So when you click on somebody's YouTube channel or whatever, the first thing or one of the first things that you will see is their YouTube channel banner. So you can make this yourself. There's a bunch of programs out there or you can pay somebody to make you a channel banner. But above all else, what you need or you might want to consider putting in your channel banner is your value proposition. The thing that will make your channel stand out from other channels. The reason why people should subscribe to your channel. Putting that value proposition in your channel banner tells the people what they can expect the moment they watch one of your videos. And as long as that's a common denominator among your content, I think you're a little bit more likely to get people to trust you and subscribe to your channel. I'm not saying it's going to be a guarantee, but what I'm saying is that it won't hurt. So make sure your channel banner uh, looks on brand with the type of content that you're going to be delivering and make sure you have some type of value proposition. What you probably should not put in your channel banner is your upload schedule because there are times where you not, you're not going to be able to uh, show up for that schedule. Maybe something's happening in your life and you missed a video or whatever. Don't put your upload schedule in the channel banner. I know some of y'all do that. Don't do that. But absolutely put your value proposition, what you're going to bring to the viewer, put that in the channel banner. And I think that's a better look for you guys, especially as you're on your way to your first 100 subscribers. And speaking of things that you should do with your channel, do not neglect your about section. I think the first, I can't forget the character. I think the first like 80 characters or so shows up when people are searching for channels on YouTube. So make sure the first like 80 characters of your about section, again, highlight that value proposition that you're going to bring the viewer. And just make sure you take time to craft an about session that is going to make people give them a little bit of an idea of who you are and what your channel is going to be about and the value proposition that your channel is going to bring the viewer. Because again, while it's YouTube because of the way that you are with your personality and the way that you deliver your content, you are asking people outside of you to trust you and subscribe to your channel and give you their time. So some of that stuff you can put in your channel banner, you could put on your about page, and that might make it a little bit easier for people to understand what to expect from your channel. And then it might help you grow a little bit if it's right there smacking them in the face. Also, as you begin your YouTube creator journey, it might be a good idea to show up and watch other creators, especially those in your niche, watch their videos, comment on their videos, become a part of their community. Do this on a regular, frequent basis because then you can put your name out there. Now, I'm not saying to go spam their uh, their chats and things like that. Please don't do that. But just you're showing up and adding value to their community. People will become naturally curious about you. And if you are constantly providing value in other communities, they will check your channel out by default. They will do that. But what you don't want to do is post your channel link in somebody else's uh, comment session because you're going to get blocked anyway. Don't do that or don't try to promote yourself in other people's sections, just don't do that. Just show up as a genuine good citizen 
provide value to that community and the rest will take care of itself. But find about maybe five or six creators in your niche and make sure you're watching their content. Make sure you are becoming an active part of their communities on a regular basis. And people will, again, they will gravitate towards you if they see you show up for these creators time and time again. This is something that kind of worked well for me in my early creator career. And I still do it now. But you definitely want to support your fellow creators because if you support them, they'll support you and their community will come to know who you are and then their community will support you. If you follow most of these steps that I outlined in this podcast, I can almost guarantee you that if you don't already, you will amass at least 100 subscribers on YouTube this year. Like I told you guys earlier, I started a, a secret channel last year and grew to 250 subscribers with just five videos practicing a lot of the stuff that I talked to y'all about on this podcast. So I am speaking from experience. These things work. And it's nothing that's like anything like that you need a college degree for. No, no, not. Everything that I highlight in this podcast is easy to do. It's actionable intel. And only thing now is what are you going to do with it? Appreciate you all listening. You know, your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by Vid IQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.